the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Good day and welcome in. Rob Black and your money. Show dedicated to getting you to retirement, to getting you hopefully to a nice retirement so that you can live kind of with a lot of dignity in the last 30 to 40 years. Show dedicated to trying to cut down on some of the mistakes that you make. One of the ways we do this is a live show Monday through Friday here from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. CFP Chad Burton does a show from 2 to 3, Mondays and Tuesdays, here on AM 1220 KDOW. Very complimentary shows. Uh, one's very much so big picture, one's very much so small picture. Um, but we got a big event coming up in Berkeley, California. We get there about once a year. Maybe we'll do it a couple times. The turnout's been pretty good so far. It's Retirement Income Strategies and Estate Planning Seminar. What's unique about this one, it's a lunch event from 11 to 1 at the Doubletree by Hilton Berkeley Marina Hotel. Registration is $25. We raised the registration this year, but we promise we're going to take care of the radio listeners. You can use the retirement code RETIRE123. Uh, we'll probably be having some more distribution channels out there where they won't get that benefit. So you can sign up for this Retirement Income Strategies and Estate Planning Seminar event coming up in Berkeley, California at newfocusfinancial.com or robblackshow.com. Code is RETIRE123. CFP Chad Burton, how are IRAs? Individual retirement accounts. Every now and then we forget to say that. Best managed in retirement. Well, it depends on if you're the type of person, which we're seeing more of these days, where everything they have for retirement is in their 401k. And that you know, 401k, IRA, 403b, we can put them all pretty much in the same bucket in terms of they're all money that has not been taxed yet. Um, so if everything you have is in your 401k or IRA when you retire... They're managed just like everything else. You you first do some cash flow projections, some real detailed budgeting and planning, and you have three years' worth of portfolio draws in cash, and then the rest is allocated uh, in different asset classes based on your risk tolerance and your age and you know what growth that you're trying to achieve over time. Um, where it becomes complicated is where people retire. They have a little bit of cash outside of retirement accounts. They have... in investments outside of retirement accounts, and then they have retirement accounts like IRAs. 
And then you have to balance your asset allocation with your asset location. And oddly enough, people think of their IRAs as you know long-term growth vehicles. But once you get to retirement, you, you want most of, or even as you're getting close to retirement, you want most of your income-producing assets, um, which tend to be the lower volatile assets um, in your IRAs, because those are typically bonds and high-dividend paying stocks that uh, you want to determine when you pay the taxes on it. And that's when you say, I want to draw the money out. And so by having income-oriented assets like bonds in your IRAs, you get to be in control when you pay the taxes. One size doesn't fit all, or does it? And that's one of the things that I always debate when people drop me emails or ask me questions of what should I do now? Growth, income, both, retirement. Um, styles are going to change on, on where you are, how much you have, and how much you're going to need. Is that kind of correct? Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously when you're younger, you can be a growth investor. But when you're older, where you can get into a lot of trouble is when you say, I only invest for income. I'm only okay. looking for stocks that are yielding over 4% or uh, high-yield bonds and preferred stocks and stuff that has a high income. Because when you have rising rates or a credit crisis, those types of assets get hammered. So you always want to be both. Now, there's certain times in the economy, if you know, post a large market correction like we had in 2007 and 2008, where 2009 becoming a growth investor made a lot of sense. So don't ever pin yourself into one area. Um, obviously, more growth when you're younger, and then a little bit of you know realizing that you need growth and income when you're older, but don't just be an income investor. Changing topics ever so slightly, and people can meet you, a whole bunch of CFPs as well at the event in Berkeley at the marina. Um, you can sign up for it. It's going to be February 9th, so it's right around the corner. It's a Thursday from 11 to 1. It's a lunch event. People can meet you and learn more about the event by going to newfocusfinancial.com. Now, how do required minimum distributions, required minimum distributions, that's a little bit it's big. It's a big concept, RMDs. How do they play a role in determining asset allocation? Well, so there's, again, two types of people. People that are okay. usually spending their required minimum distribution, so they are taking at least that out anyways. And so what that is, is at age 70 and a half, the IRS forces you to start taking some money out. And um, sometimes you're, you've done well enough in savings that you don't really need that money, but it doesn't matter. The IRS says you need to take this amount out pay the taxes on it, and you can reinvest it however you want. Um, so those that need to spend the money, it's, it's the same thing. You want three years' worth of portfolio draws that you need out of your IRA in cash. So you can actually buy CDs inside your IRA um, and have money in, in the fixed account. The, the issue then becomes, though, from retirement age to age 69, really, it's making sure that you're looking at potentially taking your IRAs and doing some partial Roth conversions to pay taxes at a lower rate now and, and then shove it away into a Roth IRA. That'll be free for the rest of your life that you can you know, tap into five-plus years later. Um, so, so looking at that and constantly doing some tax planning, especially between the ages of retirement and age 69, before those required minimum distributions kick in, that's key and then there's a whole bunch of different, you know, answers to that question that determine your asset allocation after that. So, again, people can meet you coming up at the Berkeley, California event, Retirement Income Strategies and Estate Planning, February 9th at the Doubletree by Hilton Berkeley Marina Hotel. You're going to be talking about Social Security. You're going to be talking about accounts to draw from. 
IRAs, 401ks, good retirement, good retirement products, bad retirement products, and much, much more. People can learn more at newfocusfinancial.com. I'm positive you're going to be talking a little Trump here and there as well. You're not going to be able to get away from that. And the event is $25, but it's free if you use the retirement code RETIRE123. Final question for you today, because I know you're busy doing your financial planning world stuff. Um, younger people, um, I tend to kind of keep it simple stupid when people ask me, what's the best thing I can do? And I go, well, if you're under 30, max out your 401k. Or if you can get money into a Roth, if you make enough or make less than enough, consider that. I kind of keep it simple stupid. What's your advice for younger people funding their 401k and IRAs uh, so that later in life they've got a better income uh, snapshot? Yeah, I'll make it quick, and I think that younger people should now more than ever, if we get this Trump tax break, which is supposedly the middle class on down, if the middle class does get an additional lower marginal rate, focus on funding those Roth 401ks and Roth IRAs as much as you can, because when I look out and I look at the debt issues and everything else and Social Security and baby boomers, taxes are going to be higher later. It's already the lowest tax bracket I've seen in the 23 years that I've been in the business. So odds are you're going to be happy that you gave up the current tax break if you're you know, 30 years old in exchange for tax-free growth with the Roth 401k or Roth IRA. So taking a look at the calendar, it's January 31, so it's nine days toward the, toward, until the event. I will see you there, Mr. Burton. All right, thanks. So you can listen to Chad's show today at 2 o'clock right here on KDOW AM 1220. You can also come out to the event, Retirement Income Strategies and Estate Planning uh, Seminar. We're doing two events early in the year, and then basically it's all back-end loaded, it looks like. The Double Tree by Hilton Berkeley Marina Hotel in Berkeley, California. It is a lunch event. We don't do a lot of those. But they've been kind of fun recently. They've been a little bit of a break from having a whole day talking about money to doing a bullet shot at lunchtime. You can sign up for the event at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. I'm Rob Black. Stay with me. I'll give you some market updates and market numbers right after this. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. So what do I fear? Well, right now, the honeymoon with Donald Trump is seemingly losing a lot of its capital, so to speak. Uh, It looks like, and it sounds like, according to Trump administration officials, that the immigration issue on banning certain countries from flying into the United States, um, with some pause on who's allowed in, who's not allowed in, took a lot of Republicans by surprise. So we just heard CFP Chad Burton talk about, you know, if you're a middle-class American, you're going to wait for these tax cuts to come in, then you're going to want to shift your tax-saving strategy ever so slightly. 
the big fear is is that Trump is moving too quickly on some theoretical issues and not on some fiscal issues. Um, in the last two months, we've kind of looked around and said, okay, yeah, tax cuts would help Wall Street and the economy. Uh, we've looked around and said, you know, repatriating cash would help the country. And maybe this is some of his political capital that he's going to use down the road to offset some of the things that are a little more upsetting and causing riots. Uh, but we don't know. So if two or three senators or two or three House representatives come out, um, if they start going, you know, we're not going to vote the party line, but we're going to vote against you, you're going to see a pretty big correction in the market. Now, a correction is 20%, and that's normal and it's healthy. And sometimes you get it by natural disaster. Sometimes you get it by terrorism. Sometimes you get it by, you know, presidential ifs, ands, buts, and, kind of like speculation. Sometimes you get it from earnings. There's many, 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 many ways. Um, <clears throat> so there's a lot of political fog right now on you know where we're going to land and what way we're getting out of this. Um, in the last 48 to 72 hours, minus today, I don't know what the pulse is today, there's kind of been a negative, like, the world's a little nervous, um, is the easiest way of saying that. The world's a little nervous in a you know, a very short period of time, consumer confidence got knocked from 15-year highs. People grow less less optimistic about future income. Now, fears return to Wall Street, and market jitters, that's okay. You know, a ban on refugees and citizens of seven Middle East countries uh, with Muslim-dominated populaces has brought fear to the market. I would imagine the whole Mexico immigration, build the wall, NAFTA issue as well. Now, today, Trump's out there talking to drug companies, and he's saying, okay, you have to charge Americans less, and we have to charge the world more. Now, one of the things that we've been thrown for many years is that we pay more in America because we make more than the rest of the world. So we give Canada a discount on pharmaceuticals. We give uh, Europe a discount. We give... Africa, a deep, deep, deep discount because they're one of the poorest you know, continents on the planet. So Trump is out there talking today about some ideas. And I promised I'm not going to talk about uh, Trump, but it's so dominating the news right now, financial news. It, it's kind of important to like say, like, what, what's happening today? Yesterday, airlines got hit on the immigration issue. So if you own an airline company, which they've probably had a very good run already, and now they got a little bit of an accelerated loss um, because of, of the Trump immigration issue. So he wants, Trump wants to make it easier for pharmaceutical companies to win regulatory approval. Talking about how there's 40,000 pages of regulation, he wants that down to 40. Now, there's good and bad with regulation. Uh, the bad is if you're three months away from dying and there's new cancer drug, but you don't quite qualify for it due to regulations, uh, you're dead. And you never get to know if that drug from Amgen, Eli Lilly, Novartis, Johnson & Johnson is going to save you. Um, <clears throat> so there's a lot going there. Talking about getting the drug prices down in the U.S., talking about bringing manufacturing back to the U.S., talking about how some countries aren't paying their fair share and they're devaluing their currency. So it's too much to analyze you know, instantaneously. You really got to sit down and think about you know, the protectionism that we're talking about. And most economists will tell you that's the number one threat to the U.S. economy. Now, it's not jobs right now. It's the protectionism. It's not earnings right now. It's the protectionism. 
It's not home prices. Home prices we saw rose 5.6% in November across the United States, according to the S&P CoreLogic Case-Shiller Index. That's a good index. Um, and they're basically saying, you know, rising disposable personal income per capita, decreasing unemployment, low interest rates, is keeping the housing market chugging along. So the, the big cities that did the best are what I would call the medium-sized cities that didn't do, that didn't lead for three or four years, that played along, but have become leaders in the last two years. Seattle, Portland, Denver. As cities like San Francisco, New York, Chicago, and L.A., who led, have become a little bit, we can't grow at 5.3%. Seattle at 10.4%. Had the largest year-over-year gain. So... Uh, hopefully you bought in Seattle last year because you probably did pretty well, is the idea. Now, I look at Wall Street as a puzzle, and you've got to put the pieces of the puzzle together. So this week we get the Federal Open Market Committee, Janet Yellen, and she's going to look at those earnings, and she's going to look at inflation, and she's going to look at some policies that a couple weeks ago seemed front and center to create inflation until the whole immigration flying, as well as the Mexican wall, kind of became more... You know, dominant headlines of the Trump administration. Today, after the market, we get earnings from Apple, Facebook, and Amazon. If you own the S&P 500, you own those companies. Um, I highly suggest you listen to a conference call if you get a chance. Um, there's a little bit of a cautious disposition right now. And, you know, we've got a good run since November. Sometimes you give back some of it, and you feel like, okay, that's good, that's fair. And then you're, sometimes you're going to be like, is this going to turn into a bear market? You're like, uh-oh. So it's going to be a correction or a bear market. So lots of headlines, again, tied towards the major pharmaceutical companies, uh, Pfizer, Lilly, um, as far as some disappointing earnings. But they're also talking with the president today. Under Armour had a disappointment. Is Steph Curry is uh, Kevin Durant coming to the Golden State Warriors, the cause that Steph Curry is not scoring 40 on a regular basis, and thus Under Armour's kind of cooled off? Under Armour is a play on Trump because they manufacture in the United States. Harley-Davidson and UPS, um, they've stifled the buy-and-dip uh, efforts. So, But again, it's all about the earnings results and guidance. So we are in earnings season. Um, Apple, they want to show that they're a growth company. They're trying to grow through services, not through hardware. That's going to be one of the most important things to look at tonight. Um, yes, number of phones delivered. Yes, earnings delivered. Yes, share buybacks. Yes, that's all very important. But I think Wall Street's now starting to get fascinated with their services. How much money do they make from Pokemon Go? How much money do they make from Apple Music? Are they going to get Prince as an exclusive best of? It looks like they might. So, a lot of key takeaways today. I hope you're, you're picking up that there's a lot of action on Wall Street and on Main Street with President Trump firing the acting Attorney General. Woo! You can find me online at Rob Black Show. Don't forget, I got that big event coming up in Berkeley. You can learn more about the Double Tree by Hilton Berkeley Marina event at Rob Black Show. Free code to get in is retire123. Rob Black now. 800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220.
516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Older workers feel they're on track for retirement, but are they? That's always a good question to, you know, banter around with friends and family, especially if you've got some older parents, right? You've got record high stocks. You've got eight years removed from the Great Recession. Things have been kind of chugging along nicely. We feel like we're wealthier. We should be wealthier in the 401k if you've been investing. If you've made some egregious mistakes, you might be guilty of someone who's just got no luck and shouldn't be doing this, and someone else should be doing it for you. It's encouraging to see people are starting to think about retirement. 65% of those surveyed said they're very or somewhat likely to put at least $100 towards retirement over the next six months. Now, that's not a lot of money. The 2007 to 2009 downturn left a lot of Americans out of work and stocks down by 50%. Some people panicked and sold. Now, all those jobs have been recovered and 7 million more have been added. Some people question the quality of the jobs and the quality of the salaries. But the market hit an all-time high last week. Uh, Triple its recession-era nadir. So if you bought on the way down, you did very, 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 very well. So I'm proud to say that, you know, my 401k invests every two weeks. Um, How much income do you need in retirement? You need a budget. That's the best place to start. Um, You know, a million dollars is going to get you about $40,000 a year. But if you get like a couple bad things that happen to you, you know, car accident, maybe a roof that falls in from rain or something like that that money can go fast anyhow and anyway uh, got a big event coming up in Berkeley talking about a lot of this kind of stuff and I hope you make it out to it um, on top of that we'll probably be talking you know um, consumer confidence we'll be talking home prices uh, home prices rose slightly in November from the previous month uh, a 5.6% annual gain, so on a month-to-month basis, you may see that they're up, you know, two-tenths of 1%, but you go through the year, you add all those up, and somehow you get to 5.6% year-over-year. Uh, you can argue that housing has recovered from the boom-bust cycle that began dozens of years ago. Uh, mortgage rates have increased since the election, and you've got some stronger economic growth, which could push, ultimately, mortgage rates higher. Um, and then you start getting into affordability questions and the haves versus the have-nots. Uh, let's bring in Tony Mendez from BayAreaLoanSource.com. You can meet Tony, by the way, at the event coming up in Berkeley, California. Uh, you can learn more about that sh- at Rob Black Show. But let's bring in Tony. Talk a little BayAreaLoanSource.com. Joining me now, Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. It's BayAreaLoanSource.com. The first-time home buyer is an intimidating process. First and foremost, like you have to figure out how much can I afford and where should I buy and what's a good house, what's a bad house? Because trust me, the lessons you learn in life are from experience. They're not from books that you read, in my opinion. Even if it's books by someone who's experienced it, I don't think you're getting what you need to know. What I'm looking for in the next home I buy is different than what I'm looking for in the last home that I bought, which is different than the first home I bought. Uh, let's talk about that first time home buyer, the virgin. What do we need to know about the virgin home buyer? 
Well, it's intimidating. Okay. And it's the largest purchase you'll ever make for most people. Right. Um, you start early, get pre-approved. I think that's definitely the first thing you do. And part of that, you're going to look at your credit. You're going to see if there's anything wrong with it, if you need to make some improvements or pay off some debt. Um, and a lot of people sometimes, they, you know, I worked with some buyers that took six years before they bought. And we had a plan, you know, fixing their credit. We need a little bit more income. They were self-employed, so they were writing off too much on their Schedule C, and it wasn't really transposing over better. Of course, self-employed, they used to have the stated income. So there's a lot of products that are gone that first-time home buyers used to use to help qualify. Um, and there's some of those are coming back, just so you know. I'm going to give a, a little bit of um, light down the end of the tunnel. Um, some portfolio lenders are offering what they call start, uh, not start rate uh, qualifiers is what they're called. Okay. Um, in the past, they used to add two percentage points to what they call the qualifying rate. So there's some new products coming out. So there is a light at the end of the tunnel. But definitely look at your credit. Be open-minded as well. And you, you may not be able to buy in the area you're looking at because it's too expensive. Uh, and there's a reason why it's too expensive because that's where people want to live. So... You know, you may have to have a starter home. You may have to buy a condo or a townhouse um, if you want to stay in that area or buy a single family somewhere farther out. And then you got to look at, am I near a, a mass transit? Can I really handle driving an hour to work uh, one way? Um, but start, starting early is probably the first thing that I would really uh, want to tell these people that are looking to buy a house um, and get in front of professionals and don't trust everybody that you run into. There's a lot of information on the internet that's going to confuse you. Right. Um, that's well, a whole stick, other topic in itself. Let's stick with the professionals one that you can't always trust people. That's the frustrating one because honestly, I can meet 10 realtors today and I like them all personally, but professionally, I like two or three of them. And that's a problem with people because we tend to not fall in love, but we tend to go with our, and, our and it's, emotions. Yeah, and it's not just with the finding of a realtor. It's finding the right um, uh, loan source. Uh, whether you're going to the Internet or you're going to go to your bank where you have your checking and savings or you're going to go to a broker or you're going to a banker or you're going to a, a, you know, who are you going to? And the frustration there is that you don't know who to trust. Um, the Internet's going to tell you who to trust and you don't know if you can trust them. And there's so many websites out there that are going to confuse you. And that, I think that that's probably one of the things that we're, the industry has changed the most in is that just like it did in the car business, um, that the industry is not keeping up as fast as the Internet is. Um, there's uh, the, the best way to do it is, to, in my opinion, is go to a broker that has multiple sources. So they run your credit once and they can fit your product into one of the lenders that they work with as opposed to going to a bank. Um, where you might have to shop several different banks just to find the bank that fits your scenario. So that's what I would do. I see a lot of people making the mistake of shopping loans, where they think if I contact another lender, he's going to give me another rate or a different rate. And they might, but they might be just teasing you just to get you in the door. You want to shop, you want to really shop a lender first of someone you could trust and someone who's got good referrals and someone who has right. the ability to go out and shop other loans for you and not just offer a prepackage instead of trying to you know randomly get lucky because when you try to randomly get lucky they see that you've had a credit report pulled by another lender and they say yes Mr Black whatever you say Mr Black I've got this great loan for you Mr Black comes time to sign, you're like, what are these fees? We didn't talk about these. Or, you know, you get higher fees but lower rates, or you get higher rates. I mean, and granted, fees. there are some many, many, many new rules that are protect, that are set up to protect the buyer. Yeah. Um, they're not always executed the way they're supposed to and used the, 
to help the borrower. As a matter of fact, there, there are uh, <laughs> some lenders actually came to us and told us how we can use the new rules to confuse the borrower and, and use it in our advantage. And we're like, what are you talking about? Um, it, it's crazy how the industry is really trying to adapt to what the Fed is trying to mandate here. Um, and it, it makes it even more confusing in what the, the, the buyer, especially the first-time home buyer, is supposed to expect out of the transaction. Sounds good. It's Tony Mendez. You can find him at BayAreaLoanSource.com. That's BayAreaLoanSource.com. You'll list Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. You can find me online at RobBlack.com. <coughs> Excuse me. I have a cough. But protectionism is seen as the number one threat to the U.S. expansion by 51% of respondents to a CNBC Fed survey. Almost double the percentage from the December survey. And the first time in the survey's history that any single concern has expressed a majority. So protectionism. Uh, that eclipses back in early 2016 when we said that global economic weakness could lead to a nosedive. Now it's protectionism. So do you see how things change and how there's a boogeyman every single year? Uh, in the period of one year, we've moved from fear of global economic weakness to... America may be fending for itself a little bit too aggressively, and that may offend people. If we make it tougher to come to the United States, and we make it tougher to do business in the United States, it's a two-way street. Um, a lot of companies in the United States you know, sell product in foreign markets. Airlines have been caught off guard by the Trump travel ban, and they're adjusting on the fly, and their stocks got hit on that news. So some other stories of note out there today. Uh, Walmart aims at Amazon with free two-day shipping offer on lots and lots and lots of items, upping the ante with the shipping wars. The thing about the Walmart offer is you don't have to pay for Amazon Prime. And Amazon's made it unbelievable that just a couple years ago, you're like, two days, that's amazing. Uh, now you get one day shipping on a lot of goods, and you're like, if you would ask yourself, is that even possible 10 years ago, you would have been like, no way. Um, you know, going to the grocery store to pick up toilet paper, a lot less sexy than just jumping on your phone, doing it, and staying on the couch all day. So now, again, there's going to be things that you have to go out and get, uh, pharmaceuticals. But for now, we'll see. Uh, Walmart's customer shopping for items that range from pet food to peanut butter are going to be able to get those delivered to their homes within two days at no extra cost as long as they have a minimum purchase of $35. So there's a lot going on right now. There's price wars going on in cell phones, in cellular plans. There's price wars going on right now with uh, shipping. So who's the winner? Should be you. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Big event coming up Thursday, February 9th in Berkeley, California, Retirement Income Strategies and Estate Planning Seminar. It's the Doubletree by Hilton, Berkeley Marina Hotel. I'll be there. CFP Chad Bertrand will be there. Uh, Tony Mendez, estate planning attorney Michelle Lerman. Uh, a couple okay. extra CFPs to answer questions. Bring your portfolios. Learn more about the event at Rob Black Show. Free code to get in is retire123. You're going to want to use it because it's now $25 to come to events. Take a break. We'll be right back. It's easy to get complacent about retirement planning when the stock market is soaring to record highs. But it's a marathon, not a sprint. To win the race, you need to take the right steps along the way. 
Learn winning strategies from me, Rob Black, and certified financial planner, Chad Burton, at an educational lunch event in Berkeley on February 9th. We'll cover the building blocks of a successful portfolio and break down the 2017 market outlook. You'll also learn how to transition your portfolio from the accumulation phase to the income phase, which accounts to draw from first, how to minimize tax and retirement, social security strategies, and more. And get estate planning tips for 2017 from attorney Michelle Lerman. That's Thursday, February 9th, 11 a.m. lunch at the Berkeley Marina Doubletree. Sign up at newfocusfinancial.com for just $25 or free for KDOW listeners using the promo code RETIRE123. Hope to see you Thursday, February 9th. Once again, sign up at newfocusfinancial.com. Free for KDOW listeners using promo code RETIRE123. online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. So the evil part of me wants to talk about women right now. And... Sometimes I, I have to control myself. Because, like, last night I was trying to write some ideas down for the show. A lot of people are upset by Trump's um, strategist, Steve Bannon. And a lot of people are upset about his son, Barron, who might have autism, might not have autism, becoming, like, a, a target on Wall Street. Or not on Wall Street, but on by reporters and media. And I was trying to write some ideas, and I was like, okay, would this be funny or not? Can I say, is it a coincidence since we've never seen Steve Bannon and Barron in the same room? Could they be the same people? I was like, no, that's not funny. Cross that off. And on occasion, you do have to approach news with a sense of humor. But right now, it's really, really tough because people's nerves are frayed. Uh, I don't even, I hate going on Facebook at this point in time. I've got a great Facebook page. I'm going to be updating it with some new Facebook Live video at least once a week, maybe twice a week. If you get good response, you can sign up for my Facebook page. There's two of them. One of them is I Hate Rob Black. I Hate Rob Black. But another one is Cron 4 Rob Black. Um, I'm going to be updating some Facebook Live, but you have to be really careful because I'm looking at Facebook messages. Someone was like, okay, I've decided, you know, some of your decisions, and they're, they're posting this long-winded thing, some of your decisions I don't agree with, but, you know, I've decided it's good for the team, it's good for... Blah, blah, blah. And you're, you're, it's clearly written as, like, I, I doubt if you Trump, but you're the leader Trump. And then it turns to, so, Bruce Bochy, I'm going to give you one more year. So the whole time it was vaguely referring to Bruce, Bruce Bochy, but you were supposed to use your head. And this person got 100 people response. 50 of them were like, that's not funny. This is serious stuff. And 50% was like, oh, ha, 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 you got me going on that one. Debbie Durst, Will Durst's wife, she did a post yesterday on Facebook where she said, you know, um, I'm fine with building a wall as long as it's around Texas and, um, gosh, I don't know, uh, Arizona, something like that. 
and basically in California, we see people from across the country come here, and there's sometimes it feels like the native Californians are, are being outnumbered. And her joke was funny, but she got some responses on it of, that's not funny, you know, building a wall is not funny, it's dividing people, and people from Texas deserve uh, not to be treated as a stereotype, and we live in that world right now, and it stinks. So I was, I was toying with the idea of women getting shortchanged financially, and like, did you know that a woman couldn't even own a credit card in the United States without her husband's signature until 1974? Now, when I was rereading that fact and, you know, writing it down, and I was going to bring it up on today's air, I was like, do I make a joke out of that? Like, good thing we didn't give them the right to vote till 2000. Um, you have to be really careful right now because people are freaked out. Women's rights have been a national conversation since the age of suffrage. And conversations about, you know, equality and extremely, you know, it's it's wildly prevalent in the news right now with the Women's March in D.C. after Trump got elected. And I love what I'm seeing as far as people getting together and saying, no, we are a group of people um, and we believe in something. But you'd be surprised in October 1974, the Equal Credit Opportunity Act, it aimed to limit financial discrimination based on gender. Gender now can not impact your ability to get credit. We live in this world that it was 1974, and I'm not like, it's not like 1774, 1974. Uh, women still earn 80 cents on the dollar compared to men, but equal pay isn't the only concern when it comes to employment. Uh, for women who temporarily leave their jobs, you know, to have children or care for family members, the effects are even more significant. So they lose a lot in the social security world. They lose um, a lot of balance. Uh, shifts from work to home. Um, men with families typically earn more and are promoted quicker, which is interesting to note. Women in roles of leadership uh, find that they're less likely to be hired if they assume caregiving responsibilities. So, I don't know. The credit health is you know, something we can continue to talk about with women versus men. Women get lower wages, they've got less savings, and that takes its damage on your credit report. Um, so the, cro- the road, yeah, we're on the road to nowhere. The road to credit health is tougher for a woman than it is for a man, because there's something called debt-to-income ratios, and it's going to be less for equal purchases. So men tend to earn more than women, uh, which means that their dollar-for-dollar debt-to-income ratio is less. So if you're a woman, you should, you know, obviously, and this is something I would tell a daughter, I don't have a daughter, but if I did, I'd say, you know, seek equal opportunity employment. So get serious about that. Uh, Bloomberg has a financial services gender equity index. Uh, It's tied towards equality, and it's trying to show you, you know, companies that are committed to supporting female staff. Try to work with a company like that. You know, prioritize financial education. My mom, you know, bless her heart, made it 40, 38 years before she had to balance a checkbook. You know, my dad did it for her in theory. She never built personal credit on her own. She never had a strong payment history. It was always through his credit cards. So when he died, she had no credit history, and we had to start working on that for her. 
anyhow, you get to the way I think. And, uh, you know, I could have approached that story with a little bit more humor. I can't right now because people's nerves are fried. Big event coming up, Retirement Income Strategies and Estate Planning Seminar in Berkeley, California, February 9th from 11 to 1. It's a lunch event. You can learn more about it at Rob Black Show. Rob Black Show. Hit upcoming events. Uh, to get in, uh, it's $25, but waive it with the code RETIRE123. RETIRE123. We'll take a break here. We'll talk soon. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.